0: actually been goblins this whole time. Hi, my name's Jordan Reed.
1: And I'm Lindsay Reed.
0: And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff.
1: Each week we talk about things like urban legends.
0: My dad's uh, legs.
1: Cryptozoology.
0: How strong my dad's legs are.
1: Usually we don't talk too much about your dad's legs. I think this is the first time.
0: <laughs> it might be the first time.
1: Um, Murder.
0: Uh, Teeth
1: ghost and paranormal?
0: Invisalign for the teeth.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought we were talking about your dad's legs.
0: My dad's legs.
1: And teeth.
0: And my dad's teeth, which are n- not good. <laughs> my <laughs> my dad, teeth aren't good either. That's okay, but at least your teeth aren't just falling out of your head. That's true. My dad's teeth are falling out of his head. Every single week, Lindsay and I research a topic separately, Not I did almost say topic. Uh, I think
1: you did say topic, <laughs> but I think what you're thinking is topic.
0: Each week, Lindsay and I, who I refer to lovingly sometimes as my Topric, we research a topic separately from one another, and then we talk about it for the very first time on the show with each and every one of you, Tanya and Tim.
1: I thought you were just going to say in Harding, Tanya Harding. And Tanya Harding. Which I still think that Tanya Harding got a very unfair court case. She, I think she got
0: caught up in a lot of stuff, and it was difficult for her to be like, can we just pump the brakes for a minute? Can everyone just calm down?
1: I mean, everybody knew she was a spitfire, but she was still nailing that triple axel.
0: She was. Anyways. The people around her were just like, I guess they really needed her to win, so they kind of did a lot of stuff that was...
1: Unfortunate.
0: And wrong and bad. But Tanya. also, spooky, it's Halloween.
1: But yeah, last week I think we talked about, you talked about breaking booze with Tom DeLonge because you love him.
0: You know, I'm starting to really enjoy Tom DeLonge.
1: Starting to?
0: Really starting. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> and you talked about the origin of the word boo, uh, where it came from.
0: Boo? Did that scare you when I said it?
1: Yeah, a little bit. When
0: you when you hear the word boo, what do you think of? Ready? boo
1: like a, just a cute little ghost like yeah oh boo
0: wouldn't it be funny if when in real life five years from now when you and i actually see a real demon from heck if it just said boo would you be would you be like oh that is a very scary word or would you just say like oh big whoops
1: no i'd be like this is exactly how i wanted it to be
0: <laughs> oh cool this is exactly how
1: i envisioned <laughs> it in my head
0: a demon saying boo.
1: Yeah. And then I talked about...
0: You quizzed me on Halloween trivia, Halloween candies, the top 10, yes. which I would not have guessed. I think I only they were got... They hard. I think I got out of order two right out of 10 and you yeah. had to convince me what they were. And then you talked about some spooky Halloween real life stories where a guy passed away
1: On his porch.
0: On his porch and And laid there for a week.
1: Yeah, because everybody thought he was a Halloween decoration. They're like, Dale is really nailing it this year.
0: Aren't we all Halloween decorations?
1: (laughs) I guess. (laughs) It's a pretty trippy way to look at it.
0: Thank you. In keeping with our theme for October, because I promised every single person we would do this, we're going to play the second installment of Goat or Ghost, You Tell Me.
1: Well... Uh, see, the thing, though, is I can see our social media stuff, too. Yes. And I don't remember everybody being like, well, we better play Goat or Ghost. There,
0: well, there have been 100 million people.
1: Okay. Well, we'll show me that later. It's a I secret
0: think. app I have called Splanch. Okay. And it's people just make requests. Are you ready to play my game? Sure. Okay. So if you haven't played before, this is either the noise of a ghost or... Or the noise of a goat, and you have to differentiate. And you can play along at home if you want. Here's.
1: And if you don't want to, that's fine. You if don't you have to... to.
0: Yeah, if you want to use your fast-forward 30 seconds button, go ahead.
1: I'm kind of trapped here, so I have to play.
0: <laughs> Ready? Yes. Okay, here goes. Wait, that was the one I did last week.
1: Hold on. So it's a goat.
0: No, no. Let so me...
1: you're going to pick another goat sound.
0: No, I'm going to pull up my ghost soundboard. Okay. Ready?
1: Okay. Ah! What was that?
0: It's on it's on a goat soundboard I have. So it's a goat. Is it?
1: Yeah, because you just told me. <laughs> it's a goat. Okay, well that was a fun game.
0: <laughs> well, if what you if you guessed ghost at home, sorry, strike one. Um you have stay, lost. stay tuned next week, we'll play again.
1: Speaking of games, we do have an awesome giveaway right now.
0: Yes, we do going on.
1: Yes, so Our giveaway, we have really cool prizes in this one. And we're kind of mocking it after a dark web mystery box, which is creepy little boxes you can get off the dark web. Don't recommend it, but it's weird.
0: Some of the boxes, if like you just go on the dark web, if you can find out how to get there, you ask a wizard and they tell you how to get there. They're (laughs) like upwards of $1,000. And you
1: you get random like weird stuff.
0: And sometimes like you'll get like things covered in what looks like goop, just like series of goop. You never
1: really know if they're like real or not. I'm leaning towards the fact that they're not real. They're they're just there to scare you. Yes. But like how weird.
0: But they're packed up like like there's all these like plastic bags and separate boxes and instructions but we are going to pack our giveaway box the winner will get a box packed in the style a little neater and tidier and there will be no goop
1: yeah and there will be actual good prizes in there yes. and not like here's a bloody glove is it real or fake here's
0: uh here's
1: the <laughs> here's a doll that says things in latin backwards
0: yes wash yes That's what it what it says. But
1: yeah, if you want to play, all you have to do is you have to create, just draw your own cryptid, name it, and tag us on a social media site like Twitter or Instagram.
0: And you can find us on those social media plats at spooky underscore spouses we've had a few people play already and we really enjoy what we're seeing we're combining inktober and our show i guess just some creepy little buddies so just doodle a creepy little bud on your lunch break
1: and if you don't know how to draw that's fine just find something
0: i think it's i think what we're really looking for here is for you just to dig deep
1: just your creativity.
0: Yeah. Molly could submit one. She
1: might even win. Well, she submits them all the time, but like she doesn't understand she can't win.
0: Well, and she doesn't know what Twitter is, so she puts a piece of paper in her water bowl uh, and writes Twitter on it.
1: And she puts it in the bed in the morning when I'm sleeping.
0: Yeah. Splashy. Splashy. Yeah. Splash and she bet. stares
1: at me until I wake up.
0: And then she whispers, Twitter.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> if you want to play, it's a lot of fun. I drew one. It's a little mouse. Thinking of a dagger.
0: I'm gonna draw one soon here. I just need to I, I also just need to dig deep. So you have one more week to play. We we will be announcing the winner of our of this giveaway next episode on October
1: 15th. Yeah. So play. There's awesome prizes. Yes. I'm kind of jealous.
0: I am not kind of jealous. I am jealous.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I think you started last week. Yes. So I will start this week.
0: Please.
1: So you usually have breaking booze for me. I have some breaking booze for you.
0: Well, I have breaking booze for you right now. I'm excited.
1: Okay. (laughs) Well, my breaking booze for you is that the infamous Mary West, who had been put in prison for murdering nine people, she's 64 years old now, and she won first prize in her prison bake-off. She Wasn't made an nice? exceptionally good sponge cake, and she has won first prize.
0: Well, congrats to her. Where do we send our fan mail? Jail at one <laughs> two <jail>. three. <laughs> to jail.
1: <laughs> to jail. Rose West. Um, her and her husband Fred were sentenced to life in prison after murdering ten people. Unfortunately, well, maybe unfortunately, Fred ended his life before trial, so it's just Rose.
0: Uh, okay. So what's wait? Rose West. Rose. I'm Fred. Rose and Fred West, that's very hard to say, Rose and Fred West got in trouble big time and then she baked a good sponge.
1: Yeah. Apparently, she's not well liked in prison, so she bakes a lot of little treats for like kind of like a little...
0: For leverage. Yeah. So that people don't... Murder her. Flush her down the toilet. Yeah, pretty much. But Uh she won
1: first prize, so...
0: Congrats. (laughs) Congrats, Rose. Congrats, Uh, Rose. Tiny little victories. If you can make a great little sponge, congrats.
1: At least she's, you know, I guess doing well.
0: Sure. Making sponjos <laughs> and <Okay>. pedophores.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, my topic this week is it gives me goosebumps because I hate it.
0: Okay. Is it R.L. <laughs> Stein related? Uh, no.
1: Did you know, I think I
0: talked about something on the show, when we were in elementary school and stuff, when Goosebumps books were like popping off. I remember I asked for a bunch of them for Christmas because you could like uh, you you could buy them in like the five or ten pack things. And I never read any of them, but I had like 30 of these things and you would like put them in your room. One of my friends, who was it? I don't remember. Had them behind their bed and it was like, oh, you must just break one of these out every night and read it before bed. You're so smart. And I never read them, but I had a bunch. I wanted people to think I was smart.
1: <laughs> I read them. They never... They always ended like really corny to me. I was like, nah, it's not spooky. I don't get it. Yeah. I wanted something a little spookier. But anyways, I think this is creepy because my topic this week has to do with Spiders.
0: Okay, now we're talking. And I don't like spiders. Neither do I. You know who likes spiders and is like really braggadocious about it is Eli Chambers, who (laughs) wrote the music for our show. He's always like, oh, it's just this type of spider that I know off the top of my head. It's not a big deal. And it's like, Eli, get a grip. They're really scary all the They're time.
1: They're terrifying. I don't like them. I don't know what it is about them, I, if, if their legs or how fast they are or whatever. No. But these are stories of people's encounter with spiders because everybody's had a spider encounter that is just terrible.
0: I have had a, a yeah, bad Yeah, you
1: had a bad one. I
0: don't think I'll tell that. Maybe, maybe <laughs> if there's time left at the end, I'll, I'll tell it, but I will maybe. be very vague. But Terrifying. I all, all I know is that you mentioning these spider things, I bet you so many people are like doing that like weird little cringy
1: dance. I am because I, I don't like spiders. Oh. Okay. So my first story, a guy was riding his motorcycle, which he stored in the garage with his helmet. Oh, cool. Cruising on the highway, he sees a black widow crawl down inside his visor. So he's doing like 65, 70 <sighs> miles per hour and a black widow falls down into his visor. He breaks and pulls over to the side, basically not breathing, Yeah. yanks his helmet off, and throws it on the ground. The spider will not leave his helmet, so he grabs the spider with his gloved hands and squishes it. He said that he had to take 15 minutes to calm his breathing, and now he stores his helmet in the house, and he checks it every time before he goes riding.
0: Oh my gosh. If I, I'm surprised a part of that story was he took his helmet off, threw it in the air, and then it immediately just caught fire and burnt and just burst into flames because or just
1: like satan himself just arose out of his helmet yeah I and mean, laughed
0: oh you you've avoided my trick
1: oh my god i would cry
0: i would i would oh my god And you're on
1: a motorcycle too like you're yeah. not even a car where you can like freak out like you can't move like no it's a say, black widow
0: and like if your smartphone's connected with your car you couldn't say okay google and then drive my car for me for a second if <laughs> i was wearing a motorcycle helmet if it's one of the ones that was full face i don't don't know how quickly i would have just thrown up in the helmet and then like that that would have been so then you have
1: you have throw up and spider in your mask
0: yeah and we all know that when when a spider touches throw up it grows twice its size
1: does
0: that's just science ask ask a bill nye
1: that's gross well my second story is just one sentence
0: oh wait oh okay all right
1: and she says oh it's a lady yes Ew, I woke up with a spider in my mouth.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you imagine that? What would she you? She didn't
1: say what kind of spider or how big. It just, doesn't matter. There was a spider in her mouth. A
0: big one, because you know, waking up the well, the. Well, she
1: didn't say it was big.
0: I bet you it was huge.
1: I mean, it had to be big enough that you know there was a spider in your mouth.
0: Any spider in my mouth? Too big. Too big to be in there. Well, because like, what do you do when you when you first wake up? You're like, where am I? What time is it? Did I oversleep? Okay, I'm good. And you feel your toes and your fingers. And then you were to feel something crawling in your mouth.
1: You wake up to that.
0: You wake up to that. And then you throw up right away.
1: Well, because there's always that saying that you like swallow, what, a hundred something spiders a year, which oh, I see, think is a myth.
0: See, I always thought it was three. But,
1: but oh, 100, 100. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Any three, a hundred, <laughs> it's still terrible. What
0: if it was a hundred a day? Ew. Can you imagine that? How many is that? That's a lot. Three hundred and sixty five <laughs> thousand. Is that the right math?
1: I don't know. Doesn't
0: matter. But, but waking
1: it... up with your oh no, spider in your mouth. Do
0: you remember that uh one of my favorite sketch comedy shows of all time and yours too, Kids in the Hall? Uh yeah. there was that thing where the guy was a best selling author and uh, but he was a horror writer, and uh the book that garnered all the attention, it was just one sentence that said, There's a spider on your back and people would lose their minds. It
1: wasn't follow-up book called boo
0: it just said boo on it. (laughs)
1: that's a really really great skit actually i think you might have posted that not too long ago because i remember i responded to your kids in the hall post with my kids in the hall post With the two dudes from Kids in the Hall are pretending to be zombies.
0: Oh yeah! And they're
1: walking really slow, and they're just singing this little tune, and like it takes them forever to even get to the house of the people they were chasing. That's right. Yeah, and And it goes on for. They like dance and like do this little
0: walk really slow.
1: I'll have to repost it so all of our listeners can see. It's like do 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 do. Oh yeah! (laughs) (laughs) And they just kind of walk very slow. Do
0: you remember the other kids? in the Hall skit where uh, one of them's in the office. He gets called in the office by his two bosses. And they're like, hey, do you have that report we asked you to write? And he just starts coughing and coughing. And they're like, I don't think he has it. I think he's just trying to avoid the question. And then he coughs and he barfs up the report. Yeah, that that's ate. gross. I love Kids in the Hall. At least
1: it wasn't a spider. Yeah, true. Okay, so number three. This guy said, me and my friend were leaving his house one evening and we noticed a really fat spider crawling across the kitchen floor. Gross. So already gross. His friend stepped on it as we were leaving and out came scurrying hundreds of baby Uh spiders.
0: So it was obviously pregnant. No, thank you. They just you. thought it was
1: a chubby spider.
0: What if it wasn't, and it just multiplied into hundred spiders? Because it was impossible <laughs> it was just to that kill. Terrifying. Oh, I want to find. I want to find the crack in the earth where the spiders are crawling up from heck.
1: It's probably like in a state like West Virginia or something.
0: And like hidden in the mountains or something. Yeah. Like really. Because West Virginia, there are a lot of cryptids in West Virginia. So I would not be surprised if they're like, oh, that's where Spider Crack is as well.
1: Spider Crack.
0: Spider Crack.
1: Spider Crack Falls. Sp-
0: <laughs> that's, the, that's where it is?
1: It's a waterfall and a crack wait and they fall out. Of, they crawl out of the crack and they fall down the waterfall so
0: it's a crack that exists above at the very top of waterfall yeah see i was envisioning a crack a very small crack where you look in with a flashlight and then you see a waterfall under the earth where or there's that just spiders too. non-stop
1: just spider waterfall
0: spider water spider waterfall
1: yeah pretty gross This story, this person was backpacking the Appalachian Trail in Virginia.
0: Okay, spider territory.
1: Right. He got into his tent after eating with his trail mates and (laughs) a huge wolf spider was sitting on his pillow. He released it back into the wild but could not sleep the rest of the night because he was afraid it was going to come back.
0: Well, yeah, he's in the woods. As soon as you release a spider back into the woods, they tell all their spider buddies where yeah, like, you we're are. Gonna come back. I always got scared of that when I was younger. If you were to kill a spider in your house or like shoo one away, they would send this like invisible Family. message, yeah, to all their spider buddies, and then it would they would all follow you. They're where like, are you like? Listen,
1: they they killed Ralph again.
0: Ralph again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you're out camping, yeah, you're probably going to find some spiders, but I think I'd be the same thing if it was on my pillow and, I mean, it was a wolf spider. I don't think wolf spiders are poisonous. I think they're just gross. I think
0: they're just gigantic and terrible.
1: Yeah, not fun. No. No. Okay, so the other story I have, this person was house-sitting for a friend who had a Goliath bird-eater, one of those oh. big old spiders, they forget where they're from.
0: I think they're from the the very, the very far depths of heck. Probably. From Satan's armpit.
1: Well, they were supposed to feed it a live mouse, but the pet store was out, so they got a frozen one. They put it in the cage. The spider was hiding, left it for a day, still did not budge, was not eating the mouse. So the person taking care of it was like, Well, I decided to take it out with a pair of tweezers and put a live one in that I had gotten earlier because they got more mice in, I guess.
0: Oh, okay. Gross. Disgusting.
1: Yeah. So they went to get it out with a pair of tweezers, and out came jumping the spider from under a rock (sighs) and grabbed onto the mouse so tightly. that they just dropped the tweezers in there and then they didn't feed it the rest of the time.
0: How long did they have it?
1: Just a few days. I mean, the spider didn't die or anything, but they were so scared of it that they were just like, I'll just leave it in there. Because it came out of nowhere. Oh, wow. Like this person was like, didn't know where the spider was for days. Because like it that. wouldn't come out.
0: Oh, hate, oh, man. Really don't like that
1: one. <laughs> yeah, its hand was in there.
0: Yeah, and that thing's probably as big as this thing's face. Ugh. Can you so imagine gross. that? I would have I would have taken the cage of the spider and I would have thrown it away and I would have thrown that away and then just thrown it. that away. Just
1: burn it outside. Yeah.
0: Burn so me outside. Wh-
1: just watch it burn outside.
0: How about that?
1: <laughs> this person was taking a shower. <laughs> they looked up at the shower head and bam, a spider on their face they freaked out fell out of the shower cracked their head open and never found the spider
0: it probably crawled in their mouth <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then she woke up the next day and it was in her mouth
0: and then she went to the bathroom and i then... feel
1: like everybody's had a creepy spider in the shower story they you oh, like I'm... you just find them in there
0: oh yeah it freaks me out because whenever you have them i always think that something terrible has happened like yeah. you hear a scream there's a and pretty like...
1: big one in the sh- our shower not too long ago that you had to take care of because it was disgusting
0: yep and i kicked it i up i i do a roundhouse kick
1: <laughs> and it just you missed it and just knocked all of our shower curtain down <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i took it down with yeah and i fell really hard and passed out <laughs> uh, i just want i just want everyone to have a visual whenever i see a spider i do like a really cool roundhouse kick and like i do a backflip and i kick it apart and i kick it precisely in its uh abdomen so it's le- all eight of its legs shoot off at the same time in opposite directions. It just looks so cool.
1: See, I'm okay with spiders being in your house, but I just ask them to stay downstairs.
0: Yeah, they don't listen to you. They don't listen to anyone. I know. They're ruthless. They're so rude. They're ruthless.
1: So rude.
0: Little uh, crawlies.
1: Okay, so my last story is... Early one morning, a person was driving on the freeway on their way to work. The sun was pretty bright that day, so they dropped down their visor. A huge yellow and black spider falls into their lap. They're doing about 70 miles per hour, not trying to panic, and it does fall onto the ground and scurries under the seat. And all the way to work, I cried my eyes out.
0: Could you imagine that? (laughs) Can you imagine I just imagine,
1: like, just bawling. No, you know what? It's some dude just bawling his eyes out. Oh, 100%. Out because he's like, I know that spider is under the seat. It was probably, it was
0: probably, uh...
1: And it's cooking something awful down there.
0: Cooking something fierce.
1: It's cooking something fierce down there. Would
0: you be more terrified if you flipped your visor down and it was a brightly colored spider? Or just, a, like, your standard I don't, brown?
1: It doesn't matter. It could be a beetle and I would freak out. <laughs> it could be like a spider leg and i lose it
0: could have been an ant Uh, could have been an ant and they will flip out a loose french fry
1: yeah black and yellow spider what kind of spider is that i feel Uh,
0: like i think it's a bad one
1: well banana spiders are yellow
0: they're just nasty little ones do you want me to google black and yellow spider yeah all right really
1: because they said huge black and yellow spider i feel like i've seen it
0: black and yellow spider
1: here is some information about yellow garden spider.
0: Okay, a yellow gar. Well, this one says yellow garden spider. It has a big yellow butt with black lines on it. Doesn't look awesome. It just looks. Gr- it looks terrible and gross.
1: But a simple spider, not a poisonous spider.
0: Oh my god. I just looked at the images on a hand like compared to the size. If that thing would have fallen in the car, I guarantee you that I would have cried my eyes out of my face (laughs) and I would have just been throwing up. It was pretty big. Constant. It's it's, like this big. Like this big.
1: Well, the listeners can't see how big. Oh, sorry.
0: Like a little (laughs) bit smaller than like the like your average palm. Like everything. Palm. That's
1: just a garden spider. A yellow garden spider. Yellow garden spider.
0: Ew. I would have thrown up. Oh, thrown it up. Everything.
1: (laughs) You would have had it in your mouth and then thrown it up.
0: It being my entire being, it just would have came right out.
1: Really, that would have been terrifying yeah seriously. like i don't think that one is as bad as the guy on the motorcycle with knowing it's a black widow
0: yeah that one, fell
1: down in his face
0: one bite bye-bye yeah no thank you
1: no thank you okay well i have a couple jokes for you okay to great. wrap up my topic <laughs> um okay. and maybe get rid of your heebie-jeebies from all the spider stories yeah there's a lot of spider stories. I know everybody has one because they're terrible Hey, s-
0: send us send us a creepy spider story uh, on Twitter at spooky underscore spouses. Or if you don't want to uh, let the world know that you're afraid of spiders because that's not your brand, you can send us an email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com.
1: Okay, so a couple little jokes for you. Why can you never trust a spider? <laughs>
0: My- we're trying to ignore Molly, and Molly is uh, essentially eating Lindsay, the, <laughs> leading Lindsay's yet? ear.
1: <laughs> Anyways, why can you never trust the spider?
0: Because they're ruthless, diabolical criminals.
1: <laughs> they're demons if, from what, heck. What
0: if that was the answer? Oh, because no, they're diabolical. Because they're
1: poisonous. <laughs> it's just actually Factual like jokes that are not funny at all
0: because they don't understand english and they're poisonous and (laughs) diabolical and terrible
1: no because they post too much on the web (laughs) spiders okay joke number two web if i
0: if i ever hear you say hey lens what are you doing i'm just on the web if i ever hear you say you're on the web i'm good i will laugh probably the hardest i would have ever i will ever laugh in my life
1: okay number two yeah what do you call an irish spider I don't know. A patty long legs.
0: Oh, that's really fun. (laughs) That's like your mom.
1: Well, she's patty. Yeah, patty. Not patty. We call your mom patty. Sure. (gasps) Molly's getting excited. Oh. Oh. Because you're talking about grandma. Oh. Okay, number three. (laughs) Why Or (laughs) How do spiders get married?
0: They go on the web and they email each other. Married tomorrow? Sure. All right. Cool.
1: No, they oh. have webbings.
0: <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I have a webbing to go to.
1: <laughs> those are my spider jokes. those That's my topic. Spiders are gross. You'll never change my mind. I don't care if you no. send. There's that like thing going around online with that like digital spider that has big eyes. And everybody's like, look how cute it is.
0: False. It's not False. cute.
1: It's still spider.
0: Yeah, it's still terribly like disgusting. Tra- it's
1: like a digital triantula. No, and it's like, oh man, it's cute. It's like doing its homework.
0: Here's something that's terrible and nasty. There is a type of tarantula that exists. I think it's I think it exists because people bred this thing to exist, like a like a labradoodle or like your any of your silly doodles. It's called the cobalt tarantula, and it's literally bright blue. And its natural like uh, demeanor is to uh, like hunt and chase human beings.
1: That's terrible. It's blue. I think you've showed me before, and it's so weird. It looks like it's Photoshopped.
0: Yeah, one of my old teachers out of nowhere just started talking to me about it, and I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then I looked it up, and sure enough, it's a blue tarantula that chases you and will eat you alive.
1: That's terrifying.
0: Yeah, I hate it
1: we breed something like that
0: breed i breed a cuter dog breed a like breed a triple corgi where it's just like a, <laughs> a giant a corgi and a corgi like yeah a great dane size corgi but with still with short legs just a just a monstrous corgi no.
1: well i dog. see
0: you say weird dog i see cuddle monster
1: no thanks on spiders
0: well, Linz, what do you think about doing a little bit of Haunted Housekeeping and then we'll come back and I will dive into my topic.
1: Sounds good.
0: Okay. Well, we will see each and every one of you in three. Two. Spider. One. This week's show is brought to each and every one of you by our spongy little fungo buds over at Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic makes... Getting the nutritional benefits of mushrooms extremely easy because you just drink them.
1: And they're really tasty too. I don't even like mushrooms and all the Four Sigmatic drinks are delicious.
0: Lindsay hates mushrooms so much that when we're at the grocery store, I have to hold her back from running over to the mushroom display. And, and
1: punching them. And
0: punching them as hard as she can until they pulver- until she pulverizes those things. Well, speak well, hey, but Four Sigmatic, they've already pulverized the mushrooms for you into a powder and you stir them in some hot water, any hot liquid you want. And then now you have a sippable mushroom friend.
1: What have we tried? We've tried the coffee, which is delicious. And
0: that has lion's mane mushroom in it. The
1: cocoa, which is also delicious. And
0: I believe that also has lion's mane in it.
1: (laughs) They just have great things in them, and they taste good.
0: We've had their matcha. The matcha. Which I believe has chaga in
1: it. I still want to try the lemonade, which is black. Yes. Which is really spooky and cool for October.
0: A few of our friends have tried the lemonade. Uh, Daniel Spencer, uh, our good buddy Daniel, has tried the black lemonade, and he said it's very good.
1: I want to get some black lemonade.
0: But if you're not prepared when you go to the restroom, if you don't remember what you've had, you get nervous for a second, and then you go, oh, I had lemonade, the black lemonade.
1: (laughs) Well, if you... Want to save some money on your order of Four Sigmatic? You can use the discount code SCAVTRUFFLE at the checkout.
0: That's right. You can load up on some reishi mushroom coffee sips, some lion's mane, stuff that's really good for uh, memory and good liver function. They even have some superfood blends and elixirs, all sorts of stuff that would tickle anybody's mushroom fancy. You can go to foursigmatic.com, load up up your cart full of sips and powders that a wizard made probably well the guy who owns the company his name is tiro and he's a wizard
1: it sounds like he is a wizard
0: with a name like tiro you got to be a wizard uh <laughs> and use the code scav truffle s-c-a-v truffle at checkout and get 10 percent off of your order of your mushroom dust
1: get some of that mushroom dust be one of us black lemonade <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome back, our spooky little buddies. Hopefully right now you have seven glasses, sorry, 17 glasses ready to roll full of black lemonade, spooky Halloween liquid, and you're just chugging one after the other without blinking your eyes, staring into the abyss, listening to our voices.
1: Yeah, because you're just spooky sipping.
0: You're just spooky sipping. So my topic this week is, you had asked me before we started recording, you're like, is it, uh, is it Bigfoot or is it uh, cryptids or something? Well,
1: because usually it's cryptids or aliens.
0: True. And I realized that it is neither of those things. Oh. I ha- it's a little bit of a weird, uh, creepy conspiracy theory sort of thing hmm. that affects many people, whether you know it or not, in the Midwest.
1: Seasonal depression?
0: Seasonal affective disorder.
1: Gosh, I hate the winner. Which the yeah.
0: acronym for that is SAD. How fitting.
1: Oh.
0: S-A-D. Take your vitamin D, everybody.
1: Drink uh, your Four Sigmatic.
0: Drink your Four Sigmatic. Take so your you vitamin remember D. So you can remember
1: that you're sad.
0: You can remember that you're... No. You can remember to take your vitamin D, which there increases you your mood, which means you're not sad. Perfect. I remember when when I moved to Oregon and it's and it's uh, rainy for a hundred percent of the year. I'm being hyperbolic, but it's rainy a lot and you don't see the sun. I remember I was taking vitamin D pills. I was also taking uh, little vitamin D droppers. I was going nuts. On that. keep
1: that vitamin D. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, you really do. So, my topic this week has to deal with the Toynbee tiles.
1: The Toynbee tiles. Are
0: you familiar with the word tiles?
1: Yes. Yeah. Toynbee? No, it sounds like you're trying to say something and it's not working.
0: What would I be trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> tiny? Tiny?
1: Toynbee? Yeah,
0: it was sort of this Toynbee little, th- I mean, <clears throat> sorry, tiny twimby little twimby thing.
1: a little spider. <laughs> Toynbee. <Twimby. laughs> Either
0: way, the Toynbee tiles. so bear with me. There's a little bit of explaining that needs to happen up front. Okay. So the Toynbee tiles are these things. They're like these little handmade tiles that are about the size of a license plate that people were beginning to find in Midwest cities and a few cities on the East Coast in the 90s.
1: So there were just little tiles that people were finding everywhere. Just blank little tiles.
0: No, they had words on them, which makes them oh, creepy. Oh, okay. So these Toynbee tiles, like I said, they're around the size of a license plate, but they each had this exact same, except for like one or two. They all, they all had this exact same message on the front of the tile. You ready? Yes. Toynbee idea. In movie 2001, Resurrect Dead on Planet Jupiter.
1: Okay, so what's that supposed to mean?
0: Well, some also said Toynbee idea in Kubrick movie 2001, Resurrect Dead on Planet Jupiter. And there were these, again, there were these like white tiles with blue and yellow and red lettering. They all looked almost identical and they just said that.
1: So they're referring to Stanley Kubrick's film, 2001 Space Odyssey.
0: Yes, which came out in 68. Yeah. And these were popping up in 1992. Okay. Well, that's when these were sort of, they were being noticed and realized, oh, maybe this is something. Some of the the first Toynbee tiles were spotted in
1: 1980. So people were finding them... Just everywhere.
0: Well, they started being found for the most part, and and I believe that this is still where the majority of them are, is in Philadelphia. This guy in 1992 named Bill O'Neill started finding all of these Toynbee tiles in and around where he was living in Philadelphia, and they were embedded in the actual asphalt of the roads.
1: So who's Toynbee?
0: So I'll get to it. Okay. So you, you start seeing these Toynbee tiles all over the place with this uh, Resurrect the Dead on the Planet Jupiter, or something about the movie 2001. Now that was the that was like the main point that this person was getting across. Essentially what this person who put these there believed was that Stanley Kubrick's movie 2001: A Space Odyssey there was truth to it where essentially spoiler alert, like an actual spoiler alert if you have not seen 2001: A Space Odyssey. Guy goes to Jupiter finds a monolith on Jupiter, and then essentially in a very Kubricky sort of way is implied that if you go to Jupiter, you can be resurrected or reincarnated. That's the whole idea. Right. So this person believes that that's true. So there was that one main message on these Toynbee tiles, and then either above or on the sides or below the main tile were smaller tiles with like specific instructions or specific messages. Some of them were, what was one of them? I'm only one man. And when I caught a fatal disease, they gloated over its death. That was one of them. Hmm. Another one was, that's when I begged them not to destroy it. Thank you and goodbye. There was another one I I, I saw on a few of them, which was really hard to read. You must make and glue tiles, two exclamation marks, you, two exclamation marks, and then some sort of like incoherent scribbles next to it that I couldn't read, which I think just over time, cars had run over it and it it was difficult for it to see. They were found, many, many, many of them were found in Philadelphia. I found a website that is called the Toynbee Tile Map. And it has in the U.S. where most of these tiles are. And there are photos of them. There's, I think, one in Columbus. There's a few in Cleveland. There's some in Toledo. There's a bunch in Cincinnati. I think there's two on Walnut Street in Cincinnati right next to each other. And there's another one in Cincinnati, like a road over, uh, if I didn't already say Detroit, in Detroit. And um, what's the one city? I think Indianapolis there are a few. I like how I asked you what's that one city.
1: Obviously, whoever made these, like, believes that two thousand one Space Odyssey is true.
0: It's a documentary.
1: It's a documentary. And well, because it's weird because there is so much speculation around Stanley Kubrick. Mm -hmm. And like, I love the whole Stanley Kubrick thing. And I think that he is this like mad genius of a person. But I mean, you have people saying that Kubrick faked the moon landing. You also have people that say that Kubrick was part of the Illuminati and the Illuminati killed him. Mm -hmm. And then I've never heard the story about this person like obviously taking a piece of Kubrick Kubrick's work and spreading it around to basically convince people.
0: Toynbee. Toynbee. Toynbee tiles.
1: Yeah. To convince people that you can be resurrected on Jupiter.
0: We just have to find a way to get to Jupiter. Our, like, the the largest planet in the solar system, apparently, according to this person and Stanley Kubrick, is where you go in order to resurrect people. Yeah. The, the largest one of these, when it was found, it said something about, I've moved to a home... Oh, I didn't write it down because it's right here. It was found in Philadelphia. It said, quote, I secured house with blast doors and fled the country in June 1991. And then a year later, a bunch of the tiles were found in Argentina, in Buenos Aires.
1: So whoever was making these tiles obviously booked it to Argentina and then was making more tiles there.
0: Yes. Well, only two more because there was one, only one other one was found in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil Mm -hmm. and the other one was found in Santiago in Chile. Now there could be more around South America, but what's cool is if you look at those three in South America on a map, it's almost a completely horizontal line. Which is neat. And the yeah. ones... When you when you look at the map of the Toynbee tiles in the US, they're cluttered, but it's almost a perfect horizontal line as well, which is creepy. Which is weird. There's also some in New York City.
1: Hmm, very in, interesting.
0: In Manhattan, which the next time we're there, we'll have to check out. Yeah. So... I already talked about the, the footnotes. Other footnotes were talking about how people need to, quote, submit. And there were like weird long diatribes about the, the media and specifically reporters and the mafia and stuff like that. So all of the, the tiles, the very first word or second word is Toynbee. Yeah. Now, what people believe that this is referring to is a religious historian born in England in 1889 named Arnold J. Toynbee. And Toynbee, the actual author, wrote a lot about the rise and fall of humanity and about resurrection. There is oh. this long quote. About what Toynbee believed about resurrection in general, about like how believing in resurrection wasn't necessarily like a religious thought, but it was more of a scientific thought. and he thought that his peers criticized him at the time for being too scientific and not religious enough or something like that. So he was a he was a really big advocate for potential resurrection or having multiple lives and stuff like that
1: so this this person making the tiles or group of people making the tiles obviously was influenced by kubrick and this toynbee yes and then put them together. It was like kind of his pen name, I guess, you could say, for making mm-hmm. the tiles.
0: hmm Toynbee Tim. It's like Tiny Tim. Like again, Tiny Tim. Again. But it's
1: even scarier than Tiny Tim.
0: Even scarier than Tiny Tim.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tiny Tim is a very scary looking dude.
0: Quick aside. If no one knows who Tiny Tim is, pause this episode, Google Tiny Tim, listen to the first two songs. Okay, welcome back.
1: Ticktoe through the tulip.
0: You'll
1: know Tiny Tim.
0: Having a wonderful time or something like that. But also, Tiny Tim, I believe, lived in my mom's old house in Madison, Ohio after she had lived there. Or something like that.
1: Yeah. He was Tiny Timming it up in Madison, Ohio. (laughs) He
0: was playing open mic nights at Chicken and Things (laughs) as Tiny Tim. And they threw probably like a Miller Light bottle at his head. Get
1: out of here, you weird tall man with a ukulele. Um, I don't think that Madison would take well to like Tiny Tim. No. At all.
0: So there are some connections. There is this playwright named David. I believe I'm pronouncing his last name right. Mamet. M-A-M-A-M-E-T. David Mamet. And in 1983, David Mamet wrote a pretty obscure play called 4 A.M. And the whole idea of this play, which I believe if it wasn't premiered in Philadelphia, it was at least performed often in Philadelphia. Okay. And the whole idea of this play is it's like a mock radio show where a person like Larry King was subjected to listening to a radio caller's calls about how people can be resurrected on Jupiter, which is pretty literal. Right. And that. So David Mamet, being this playwright, thought that, oh, well, this is obviously happening. We're, we're finding all these tiles, obviously, because people are paying homage to my show. But his show wasn't premiered until 83, and these were popping up sooner. These were beginning to pop up in 1980. So,
1: so he was just being pompous.
0: Yes. Now, according to a local Philadelphia musician and a guy who directed the documentary about these Toynbee tiles, Justin Dewar, Justin Dewar said that what actually happened with the Mamet play is that in and around 1980, there was this person who was calling, literally, the the radio and talking to Larry King on air who described this exact same scenario. And Larry King listened to it and he thinks Mamet either blatantly stole the idea and wrote a play about it. Probably. Or he's giving Mamet the, the benefit of the doubt and thinking that, oh, well, maybe Mamet heard it and then just kind of buried that away in his subconscious. And then, oh, I maybe I just came up with this play. Oh, and I had totally forgotten that that was uh, what I heard on the radio, that this exact same, literally the exact same same thing
1: happened yeah
0: i bet you he took it because that's yeah. that's pretty because cool a idea. weird
1: thing and i mean he had an idea and you know, he went with it.
0: Absolutely. So this Justin Dewar guy, he also directed a documentary about the Toynbee Tiles that he showed at the Sundance Film Festival in 2011. And the name, I understand why it's called this. It's like a funny pun. It's called Resurrect Dead, like resurrected. Right. I mean, a, wah, little, bit, a little bit of a strike, Justin Dewar, but I have not watched the documentary. I would encourage everyone to watch it. I think I would like to watch it. Yeah, because, it sounds interesting. Oh, seriously, for sure. Now, there was a lot of speculation as to how this person was making these tiles stick to the asphalt. They were just in the center of the road and nobody ever saw anybody lay these things in the roads.
1: So they were like the Midwest Banksy.
0: Honestly, kind of, yeah. It's a little bit Banksy-esque. Because they
1: never really figured out who it was, right?
0: They have speculation. Gotcha. Who they think it was. But nothing's ever proven. And also, none of the Toynbee tiles ever were sold at a Sotheby's auction and then went through the paper shredder.
1: Um, Side note, good job, Banksy. That was pretty fun.
0: Slam dunk. And we were watching that thing on Banksy's uh, Instagram that he made that frame or something like years ago.
1: Yeah, I think it was like almost 2001 or something. Ooh, Space Odyssey.
0: Oh. <laughs> I actually don't
1: remember the year, but he made it years ago. Yeah, he did. I and honestly think it was just a couple years ago. I don't think it was 2001. You think Banksy's banksy um,
0: Banksying himself a little bit? Yeah, if
1: you don't know about it, look it up. The artist Banksy had made a iconic piece of art the in which was framed. And a couple years ago he actually set it up to pretty much self-destruct and shred itself if it were ever put up for auction. And it recently just got put up for auction and as soon as the gravel hit and I forget how much. It's I think it was like oh, one million. It was or,
0: I think it was like eight hundred something thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, it was like almost a mil. It instantly started shredding and everybody freaked out. But pretty funny.
0: And what's cool too is that now the person who owns that piece of art owns one of the most talked about environmental viral pieces of Banksy art ever. Yeah,
1: it's a pretty big deal. Everybody's posting about
0: it. No no matter how much he tries to implode his own art, it, it just gets goes just up. just more and, and more value. It's so crazy. What yeah. is, I think, okay, one one more Banksy question. Do you think Banksy is <laughs> one person or now a collection of people?
1: I think Banksy started out as one person. Now it's a collection of people. It has to be.
0: So it's, do you think it's like one artist who's like, why don't we try to do this? And then he has a team or yeah, Banksy, a crew. they have a team of people working for them right i think that's so cool
1: i like to think that the team of people that work for banksy is always changing oh sure and it's kind of like a thing like you have to basically sign this contract of like never saying in your entire life that you were part of a banksy project but i could see like him reaching out to a bunch of artists and like allowing them to help him like trustworthy artists that would just get the kick out of helping Banksy mm-hmm. and not having to brag about well, being I, part of that team.
0: And I think it, it it is safe to assume that Banksy is a guy because in some of the interviews, it's always the same figure, same stature, just with either a monkey mask or a totally blacked out or like shadowed yeah, out people face. People have
1: said that they thought they got pictures of him and it was like a tall, skinny British guy with a fisherman's cap. Yeah, but Banksy is so mysterious that it's like, is it all is it all fake or is he kind of being caught on camera? I don't know. The mystery proceeds.
0: Speaking of mystery, <laughs> everyone everyone was thinking, how was this Toynbee Bandit making these Toynbee tiles and putting them in and around? Yeah. So Dewar thinks that the way this person was doing it, because Dewar tried to make his own Toynbee tile, and I guess he succeeded. And what he did was get linoleum and like cut linoleum out and colored linoleum tiling and then put it, he wrapped it in tar paper. So the the bottom was wrapped and the actual top was wrapped. So when you would throw it on the ground, you couldn't see the top of it. And what would make it become visible were the cars running over it and wearing away the tar paper on the top, Mm. but then pushing it down into the asphalt on the road, making it stick. Interesting. Seriously, very interesting. And he thinks that the person who did... Did it It didn't have a floorboard in his car. And I, and I say his because this guy thinks it was a guy and dropped it out of the bottom of his car while he was driving. Hmm. Which, I mean, it kind of makes sense. If you don't have to worry about it sticking and cars are going to run over it and make it stick anyways.
1: Yeah. Great. see that. Or, I mean, this was kind of in the back of the day too. So he could have just went out at night and put it down.
0: True. Yeah. But I think that he would have had to have been extremely lucky because I believe there are over a hundred of these things. Three of which, at least that are known in South America, the other right. alleged 97 or so in the U.S., so there are a few theories as to who this could be. I'm going to jump to the one that uh, I guess seems to make the most sense, at least according to Justin Dewar and the other people uh, that made the documentary. They believe it's this guy from Philly named Severino Verna or nicknamed Sevy, which I think Sevy's a cool nickname.
1: Sevy, and he drives a Chevy.
0: Se- Sevy with the Chevy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Sevy, I think,
0: had, had somehow become pretty paranoid and was into like uh, conspiracy theories and stuff. And he believed that from reading Toynbee's stuff, who Toynbee died in 1975. So I believe these guys would have crossed paths. Reading Toynbee's stuff and then watching Kubrick was easily influenced that Oh, well, resurrection and reincarnation is a totally viable thing. Also, you just got to go to Jupiter. Yeah. And was calling the media and calling Larry King and trying to talk to news people and stuff. And they were all like shooing him away or they would like mess with him and were being rude. So he got pretty heated and then started putting these tiles all over the US in order for people to like get his message. He also apparently had no floor on the bottom of his car. Hmm. And he had moved, I believe, according to... They, they had gotten in contact with his wife or something, I think. And he had moved to South America. So I believe it's the Sevi guy. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But apparently... Sevi also, from when, when he was young, I'm not sure if he was reading Toynbee when he was younger, but his parents owned a funeral home. Mm-hmm. And from a young age, what he would do is he would find pigeons, dunk them in cement to like preserve them, and hopes later he could crack open the cement and the pigeons would be alive again.
1: So he was really into the resurrection idea.
0: I believe so. But so it
1: seems very plausible that it was him.
0: It does, but... Again, nothing's ever been proven. He's never talked to Justin Dewar, at least from from what I was reading, and said, yes, it was me or no, it was not me. So we don't know
1: if it was him or not. Man, so he made a lot of tiles.
0: He made a lot of tiles. And
1: spread them out like all over the Midwest.
0: Mm -hmm. Maybe he was
1: like a traveling salesman or something. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, what he was selling was his idea of reincarnation. <laughs> yeah, I they, think so. You just go to Jupiter, but they're 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 pretty neat. Google Toynbee tiles and check these things out. They're so cool and there there might be some in your city. If you live in Philadelphia, there's a lot. If you live in Cincinnati there's three Cleveland there's three Toledo there's three or four Columbus Ohio there's one I think around Broad Street um, mm. still so there it's
1: still on the road
0: unless it's been repaved I don't know yeah I would I would hope not but I believe a few still exist we'll I have would to
1: check it out I
0: know seriously I I think the ones in Cleveland are still there because Cleveland never fixes their roads so yeah. I bet you in Cleveland they're there It
1: might be like covering a huge pothole or something <laughs> yeah seriously or like someone's <laughs> using it as a pillow. <laughs> On the side of the road.
0: Uh, Toyn- a little Toynbee pillow.
1: <laughs> a little Toynbee pillow. Maybe someone for the had soul. A, f-
0: a few too many drinks and they need a soft Toynbee pillow.
1: Well, that's an interesting topic. That's very weird. The conspiracy theories always like weird me out because it's like they're not too far fetched. but
0: I also think, too, one of the most staggering things about it is that. If this Seve guy, if it was the guy who did it, he had to drive all over.
1: Unless he had a job that he traveled.
0: True. Yeah, that's true. he was
1: in a certain area. So yeah. who knows? Or he just didn't have much to do. And he's like, well, I'll just go up to Cincy today. Yeah, later. Because <laughs> Philly to Columbus, that's like a good drive.
0: That's a very big drive.
1: I would just fly.
0: And then also Philly all the way to Detroit.
1: Yeah, that's a really long drive. Yeah,
0: I don't know how far west he went. It was maybe maybe there's a few in Chicago. I don't really know. Did you
1: say he would go west like the band?
0: What's the band?
1: Go West.
0: Oh, is that the one? Uh...
1: The King of Wishful Thinking. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot to <laughs> Sorry, mention. Sorry, it was a bad joke. No, well, no, I'm I'm scrolling through my notes right now. Uh, and yes, Sevy also played bass guitar in <laughs> Go West.
1: That 80s band. hmm He also knew Adam Ant, too. I'm
0: the king of putting tiles.
1: Maybe he would listen to that song when he put the tiles down.
0: Well, it is wishful thinking, hoping that you can get the majority of America on board with your Jupiter reincarnation theory. Yeah. But here's the thing. What if he's right?
1: <laughs> what if that Tesla floating around up there like accidentally bumps into Jupiter and then there's two Teslas floating around?
0: You're you're telling me not only one but two Teslas?
1: Two Teslas. I mean, what would hap- what would happen
0: if there's 22 Teslas?
1: And then they keep bumping into it and then another one comes and and then like we just have this like space is just full of Teslas. Yeah. That would be something stupid that we'd do.
0: Thanks a lot Elon Musk. Yeah. 222 Teslas?
1: (laughs) I just, I wonder about the Tesla thing because it's like, you know that there's going to be a car that outdoes the Tesla.
0: Yeah. It's going to be the third Volkswagen. No, the the fourth Volkswagen bug.
1: So like, we're going to have the Tesla up there and it's like not even the coolest car out. I would say even as of
0: right now, like in terms of new cars and stuff, it's still not even the the coolest car that's out.
1: It's like sending an iPhone one up there. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to find that later.
0: No. Like, oh, this hunk of garbage?
1: No, there's like the iPhone 390 out right now.
0: Yeah, somewhere in like some- I don't want
1: the one. No. Ancient garbage. And like right
0: now, as we speak, or as you listen to this episode, even if you're listening to this episode three years in the future, it's now 2021, there's an iPhone that exists in, in some weird lab somewhere, if the iPhones even still exist, that can control a human being.
1: That can resurrect you.
0: That can resurrect you.
1: Maybe iPhone will come out with a phone in the future called Jupiter. It Maybe this guy that does the tiles, he's not actually talking about Jupiter the planet. He's talking about this phone device that's going to come out and it's going to be called Jupiter and it resurrects you.
0: That's one of the most sci-fi things you've ever said. I know, and I'm, I'm usually so, not into sci-fi. I'm so into it. <laughs>
1: like... <laughs> Jupiter, does it have to be the planet? No. Maybe it's a guy. Maybe a man that hasn't been born yet named Jupiter Yeah, will resurrect people. Yeah,
0: Jerry Jupiter.
1: Instead of like Jesus... Jupiter. It will be Jupiter.
0: Yeah. Well, could I'm be. Come something. Stay tuned, everyone. Lindsay's I on I have my
1: own conspiracy theory.
0: <laughs> Lindsay's gonna be releasing a series of children's books called Jerry Jupiter. Uh Jerry <laughs> Jupiter and the magic and the magic. And the resurrection. And the resurrection and the real resurrection, Randy.
1: And the popcorn resurrection party.
0: Oh, see, that sounds nice. <laughs>
1: That's a that was a hard one. I'm surprised I got that in the first time. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think I could do it again.
0: Okay, well, you don't need to try, because now people can just rewind it and listen to you say it. Okay. Well, I think that's it.
1: Well, nice. Thanks. Fun topic.
0: You too, fun Spiders topic.
1: Spiders and Tiles. Yeah. That's my favorite song.
0: By the band?
1: Um, Three. Silly Feet.
0: Silly Feet. I thought you were going to say... Songs th- for the Soul. Oh, good. Yeah. Wait, that's the name of the band? Silly Feet, Songs for the Soul?
1: No, Songs for the Soul is the album.
0: Oh, and then Spiders and Tiles is the...
1: Is a song on the album.
0: Which track? Four?
1: Sure. <laughs> cool. I forget their number one hit. Yeah, ja, me Do too. Do you remember? You don't remember?
0: Oh, I think it was. I don't remember the name. Yeah, I don't remember the name. Oh. Trinus? Tran. Tarlan. <laughs> Tarlanlieth
1: slippy witches yeah for it's all halloween related. oh good yeah. how cute okay so anyways <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we would like to thank eli rexford chambers the first for writing the music that you heard at the very beginning middle and you're going to be hearing in three minutes and 21 seconds probably less than that at the end of our show thank you eli you can find eli online at eli who does music
1: and also, everybody over at the Scavengers Network, you can check out a bunch of other wonderful podcasts and shows. Thank you very much, Scavengers Network.
0: Thanks, everybody. And we would also like to thank each and every one of you for listening to the show, for telling a friend about the show, a family member, a coworker. It doesn't matter. Any of you who have helped spread the love, any of you guys who continue to listen, or if you're listening today for the first time unprovoked or because of somebody else, thank you, thank you, thank you so very much.
1: Yeah, without you, there is no us.
0: No, we're only ghosts.
1: So this week, you should probably have a spider Saturday.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Monday. Or Tuesday.
0: Have a Tuesday that's perfectly fine. But Free you're, of spiders. But yeah, totally free of spiders. But then you're like, you know what? That Tuesday could be better. Fly to Jupiter. Resurrect yourself a day ago. Have that same Tuesday over, but make it a little bit better. Maybe you have a smoothie for lunch with beets in it.
1: Mm. Anyways... <laughs> but yeah have a spooky scary week and thank you for listening
0: thanks everyone we will see you next monday and we'll announce the winner of our giveaway so play our giveaway do it okay bye bye
1: bye He were supposed to. <laughs> how do you say it? supposed to? How do you say it?
0: Supposed.
1: Supposed. It's not supposed.
0: Wait. You said. Wait. What did you say? I,
1: I was supposed to. That's oh, see,
0: it. I say I was supposed. I was. I just shorten it. And just say supposed.
1: Okay.